Greeting you with the whole Lord's peace. God is good. Amen. And for all of you that are online on Tuesdays with me, uh, we're going with a Thanksgiving scripture. So I won't be calling you. This one one that you like. I've been not concerned, but I've been looking at what's been going on. You know, like I'm a news kind of guy. And then I look and I see high school kids getting shot in school, college kids getting killed in houses and getting off buses, and all of the other stuff that's going on around. Like last night, I think it was in a, uh, a nightclub, five people killed and 18 shot. And uh, you look at that news, and then you look at, you know, I thought they were talking five to six inches of snow. <laughs> and then he said it again, he said five to six feet. You know, that's unheard of. And you look at all of, the, all of that, that stuff, nature, you see it, and we've had, of course, fires, and we got North Korea shooting missiles up in the air, and all of this stuff going on. And the, the only people that should not be surprised is us. That's right. It tells us in this book that this would be happening. That's right. It tells us in this book this would be happening. That's right. And so we're at a time where we know Satan's mad. I'd be mad too if I already knew I was going to lose before I got in the ring. Right. So I'm going to at least get a punch in. That's so right. he's doing everything he possibly can to destroy lives. Yeah. And I'm one that's always, that always bothers me is some of the strongest people, excuse me, some of the people that God has a great purpose for never make it because they never gave God a chance and put him in the center of their life. Mm. We have a tendency to go old school too much. There are a whole lot of people that God has gifted that's been incarcerated. You see? Yes. And it just bothers me. The best of the best sometimes never got there because they didn't live the life. They didn't give God a chance. When you give God a chance and you give your life to Christ, you got to give your life to Christ, folks. you got to give your life, get saved, give your life to Christ. I'm telling you. It changes your life. It changes your life. And so what I want us to do is to be radical. We want to be radical Christians. And to be a radical Christian is not talking about what other people should do. It's being responsible for yourself and what you need to do. In the old church, they talked about, and y'all know God this, God that, God this. No, no, no. God ain't interested in that. Why would God want you to pray for something that he's already given you? Teach. You see what I'm saying? You see, I'm going to use it just because it works. There was a person called, we, they call her Lori Tucker. His name's Loretta. Well, Loretta's back there. I didn't see you, huh? How you doing, sweetie? Uh, snuck in on us. She was singing at 219 Indiana. 
And a little boy went up to her and said, Retta, you a star, ain't you? Because, you know, she's a singer. And that little boy was gifted from that day. His name is Isaac. Listen to me. And so when Isaac would get grades, uh, and of course, you know, he was in the school choir and all that, it never counted to me. Because he's gifted to do that. Well, Isaac can really sing, yeah. He can really sing, okay. But he hated math. See, so I want to see what you're going to do in math. The thing you hate, we know you can be saying. Y'all getting where I'm coming from? There, there are things that we are responsible for, and we need to get off God because he's already blessed us. One of my favorite things, say this, preempt me. Pastor, Pastor is, going to repeat is going to repeat himself a lot today. Himself a lot today. So get over it. All right, so here we go. And say, so, well, one of my favorite scriptures is Psalms 119, and I like the ninth verse. How can a young man keep his way pure? That's what God has called us to do. That's right. Is to keep our way pure. He didn't say he was going to do it. He says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping watch on himself according to the word of God. Say, make it plain, Pastor. Make it plain. Let the mirror, let the mirror, mm -hmm. let the mirror, right here. This is, this is it right here. This will tell you who you ain't and who you are. This is my mirror right here. You can read the rest. He says, conforming his life to your precepts. Conforming this book, this Bible is to help us to conform our life. That's what this Bible is about. Not for God to do it. He's already told us how to do it. That's right. You see? You understand? If you already have a map, use the map. The map will tell you how to get to where you're going. You see? You ain't got to, if you ever get in the car now, y'all got these things that will tell you where to go. What they call them? GPS. GPS is okay. A friend of mine, years ago, when they first came out, okay, and I got to say it this way, okay? It's a white friend of mine. That's when they first came out, and they were going to Chicago. And he was using that, and it took him someplace. Well. <laughs> it took him, it was a way to get to where he was going, but it wasn't a way for him to get to where he was going. <laughs> right, no, that's a true story. You understand what I'm saying? And so sometimes you gotta watch, watch them Jeep, whatever y'all call them things, right? You see, because it doesn't know that that road is closed. You see, and you have to take a detour, but you better know where that detour is going. You understand? And so, but there's one thing that never changes is God's word. That's right. The Bible That's right. says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will stand. Period. Please. We will look at the word precepts. Yes. The definition of precept, it's a noun. It says a general rule intended to regulate behavior or thought. Wait a minute. You're telling me that the Bible says that it's up to me to watch my behavior and my thoughts, and the way to do that is to go by the Word of God. 
That's right. I'm talking to Christian people, not people I'm talking to Christian people. The way you're supposed to act, who's supposed to conform you, you're not your culture, not your culture. Who's supposed to conform you? It is the word of God will conform your life. It will change your life. It will tell if uh, it will keep a young man. We have a lot of young men. Some of us, when we were younger, we weren't in church. We felt our way through life. Men and women in here, right? Is that right? Amen to that? But if you in here, what we try to teach you is the word of God is the most powerfulest thing that you can ever have. And it tells us here that it will keep us, it will conform us into how we're supposed to act. That's right. So if somebody wants to open, you open this Bible, it'll tell you how you're supposed to handle your positions and titles. There's not a position or a title in here that the Bible doesn't tell you. As a God man, does the Bible tell you how to handle a God man? Be a God man, excuse me. Does it tell you how to be a God woman, right? Amen. Does it tell you how to be a husband? Yes. Does it tell you how to be a wife, father, mother? All of these things, anything that we need to learn how to do, it, it is responsible for us to read God's word or go to someplace and get the word of God and let it conform our life, right? And so, because see, people make a lot of money. Our culture makes a lot of money because they change it. You see, and now I'm saying this here, I mean it. I, if when I see somebody now wearing their pants down, you know, like the guys were doing, all right, I'm looking at that now, I'm saying, well, that guy, they changed the culture back to something else now, but he didn't have enough money, spent all his money with them pants, now I look at him. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He's out of style now. You know, some of you ladies, you know, some of the things that you used to wear back in the day, that you don't wear those things now because things have changed, right? And then, it, then usually it goes right on back to where it's at. But the word of God stands forever. That's right. It stands forever. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? And we're gonna, I'm going to do a whole bunch of different versions of this because I want you to walk out of this church and take responsibility of your life and open up this Bible, stay in the New Testament. It'll tell you if you don't want to go into Old Testament. It'll tell you. I'd say be a Jesus freak. Get in the Gospels. Keep reading. He'll tell you how to live. That's right. You see, you gotta, he's a role model. You understand what I'm talking about? So we're going to walk out of this church today being responsible. If we save, guess what? We have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help us. The Holy Spirit will help us conquer anything in here that God has asked us to do. That's right. Do you understand me? All right? The message reads it this way in verse 9. How can a young person live a clean life? And wait a minute. How can a young person lead a clean life? Now, I'm doing it this way. You all think young person when you think age. I'm talking about young Christian, okay? Old Christian ought to know better. You see, I don't know, they don't do it anymore, I don't think. They used to do it when I was a kid. You know, some of the, everybody didn't get in trouble in my household. The oldest kid did. Because you know better. That's right. And guess who was the oldest kid? It was me. Yeah, yeah. you know better. Well, that ain't fair. You know better. Go on in there. You know how that go. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's right. You see, because you know better. And if you've been taught better, you ought to do better. Right? It's inexcusable if you know what the Word of God says and not do it. All right? He says, by carefully reading the map of your Word. So God had the map. This is the map to life. You want a, you want a great life? Here's the map. It'll, get, it'll, it'll, it'll lead you to a great life. 
I can say this, and many of us are saying this, the ponders have been me forever, we say it all the time. If I would've knew more about this gospel as a teenager, I'd lived a good life. But some of you all in here got young kids that you can, they don't have to say that because you can teach them, not your philosophy, God's, God's rule. And then they won't have to live like the rest of us cleaning up their life at 60 and 70 and 50 years old. Y'all know what I'm talking about? All right, am I doing all right? All right, here we go. It says in verse 10, with all my heart I have sought you. Yeah, what, what, listen, to all my heart I've sought you. Where's your heart at? What are you seeking in your heart? Many of you have said, I've said it before, have you ever had a broken heart? Mm. That's because you're seeking the wrong thing. Well, If you seek God, right, with all your heart, then you won't allow other people to come in and break it. Because a solid Christian, a solid Christian, a solid man, a solid woman, it's got their heart sought on God, will not allow anybody to take that position in their heart. That's too much room to give folks. That's right. All right? Inquiring of you and longing for you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. And some of us, you see, I'm one, only the people that say amen know what I'm talking about. I'm one that has to stay here. Amen. Because you don't want Johnny Fields to get the warning. Amen. You see, I got to get stay in here. No, I had to go upstairs and get on that computer. They got it fixed, so I only had to hit two buttons, and the only thing I need is gospel. Because I don't know how to get all that other stuff. I go up there and, it's, yeah, I can go in there right now and do this. And it pops up. You see? And so I'm, I'm, I'm studying now the communication with your Heavenly Father and the relationship with Him. See, I only had to push one button that comes up. Because, see, I don't want to be wondering. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just, all right, here we go. He says, neither through ignorance nor by willful disobedience. I, I don't want to go through ignorance or disobedience. My people perish for the lack of knowledge, the Bible says. One says, my people are destroyed, depends on what version, by the people of Nacca. I don't want to fall because of ignorance. There's no, now you don't have to because you can, they got commentaries, you can turn the TV on, you can call pastors and t- other folks. I don't want to fall because of ignorance and disobedience. All right? He says in verse 11, your word I have treasured and stored in my heart. What's in your heart this morning? I'm taking my time. What's in your heart this morning? You store, there's too many people storing up, stirring up, storing up anger, hate, resentment. You see, God can't get in there because your storehouse, your heart is too full. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. You see, you don't allow, and our counselors taught us well. Sister Deborah's taught us well. You don't allow your heart to get filled up with stuff you can't change. And pastor does it this way. Don't get your heart filled up with stuff God didn't put there. That's right. That's right. And ask him to come in. Ask him to come in and remove everything out of your heart. It's not like him. Okay. All right. The word says he does this so that I may not sin against you. He's doing this. The word of God shows me not to sin against my father. 
That's where it's at. I don't want, some of you all in here, and a lot of us didn't, but somebody in here has had a good father. A, a good biological father. Some in here has had that, okay? And if they've had that, they'll tell you it really hurt them when they disappointed their father because they had a loving, kind father. Well, everybody in here got a father. It ought to hurt you when you disappoint him because it hurts him. All right. It says in verse 12 that blessed and reverently praised are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. And we know what that means. We'll go to the message. The message says in verse 12, be blessed. God trained me in your ways of wise living. God trained me in his ways of wise living. I want to live wise. You know what that means? Spiritually, mentally, physically, financially. That's right. That's right. Let me tell you something. People who get in bankruptcy, I did about 50 years ago, didn't listen to wise. You see? Take a deep breath. Folks that were in church and married somebody outside the church, married somebody unequally yoked, right. wind up divorced. This is the book. Don't be getting mad at me. That's what it says in here. Right? People who had God-fearing parents, the Bible says some of them are, are gone. You know why? A disobedient child. That's right. Life's going to be short. That's right. It's all in here. You don't want to be these people. Are oh, you understand? And, and, and you ought to spend divorced. Don't be getting upset. We talk about training the next group to be better than you. Don't, yeah, you see? Our kids ought to not make the same mistakes that we make. That's right. And then some are good parents. They want them to do as they done. But I guarantee you, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to embarrass people. If I had people to stand up, over 50% in here would be like me. Broken home. Because we didn't have people going with this. Okay. Gets quiet. It gets quiet, but it's the truth anyhow. Okay. That's right. All right. He says in verse 13, with my lips I have told of all the ordinances of your mouth. Mm-hmm. I've rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. Mm-hmm. I will meditate on your precepts. Remember, remember, I'm going to meditate on what? Your precepts. And he told you what precepts was. I'm going to meditate on that. One of the things that's hurt us too much, and I see it a lot in here, we too much on this. And, and I'm a sports guy too. We too much into sports. You see, there are people wondering, what's Mahomes going to do tonight? You better think about what Jesus is going to do in your life tonight. (laughs) You see, because I think he got almost a half a billion dollars. You ain't getting a nickel. But God said, I'll supply you of your every need. You didn't he? You better know that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Some of us in here have had major spiritual. We've been in the hospital. You know, those people that you cheering on, uh, Aaron Rodgers ain't coming to see me in the hospital. That's right. I'll be in there by myself. 
But then I heard God say to me, Lo, and I'll always be there with you. So I'm never by myself. That's who we need to be focusing on. Are you with me? All right. He says, and thoughtfully regard your ways, mm. the path of life established by your precepts. I want to establish my life by his precepts. And you need to do that. Isaac says it sometimes, uh, and I hear people who say, how you living? Everybody say blessed. Now, he should do that because he's trying to motivate you up to get ready to process, you know, what you're getting ready to do. If I ever say how you living, I want you to say righteous. If I don't say it, let you live in righteous. That's right. That's right. And I guarantee you, he's going to get a better crowd than me. Are you with me? This is what this book is trying to tell me, to live a righteous life. That's right. Because God hears the prayers of who? The righteous. All right. Now verse 15 from the voice says it this way. I will fix my mind on your instructions and my eyes on your path. I'm going to fix my mind. I got, the old folk will say, I got to fix mine. I'm going to fix my mind on your instructions and the eyes on your path. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. I want my, this is it, my spiritual eye focused on God's path for me. Because if I'm on God's path for me, I'm safe. That's right. Yeah. He says, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. No matter what goes on. Some of you, uh, some of us kind of, we understand we've been laid out and a little scared. And it was God's word that got us through that chemo. Yeah. You all have a great man over here that tells you something. Since Isaac didn't thank the great man, I'll thank him. Uh, I'm just messing with you. Trouble will find you. That's right. That's right. Trouble will find you. That's right. And you better have something in your life to stand. There's some people in this church that tell you, it's lost some folks this last few months in this church. They're in there now. They'll tell you. Life will hit you with some stuff that will knock you into a loop. And if you don't have the power of God in you, you'll fall apart. That's right. Read that again, please. He says, I will fix my mind on your instructions and my eyes on your path. I got it. And let me tell you something for you. If you haven't experienced it, you got to think on the instruction. Doctors will tell you something. You can get a telephone call. You better have your mind fixed on God, I'm telling you, because you can hear some things that will shake your world. And the ones that can make it through it, and sometimes they stumble through, but they'll make it through is the ones that are fixed on his instructions. All right? Anybody can be good when everything's all right. But when trouble finds you, that's a whole different, you better know Jesus. All right? He says, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. And that's where it's at. I'm not going to forget your word. I'm trusting in your word. I'm not going to be. Have you ever been wanting something so bad but you knew it wasn't good for you? The only thing that's going to help you is God's word. Yeah. Okay. Now, continuing Psalm 119, we're going to begin with verse 25 and repeat ourselves a few. All righty. He says, my earthly life clings to the dust. Revive and refresh me according to your word. That's it. I've been like the dust, and I needed to be revived. Mm -hmm. People called me. People said things. 
but it was this Bible that kept me going. I'm telling you. And you know, when you go to church sometimes and you do a message like this, you see everybody so comfortable, and you know who they are. Those ones that ain't went through nothing yet. Mm. That's right. That's right. You know, and here's what people don't get. Some, some sermons are prophecies. God is talking to someone. I won't mention the names, I won't put it on the spot, but one of our, or a couple of our members, both of them said the same thing. They lost, one lost a daughter, one lost a son. There's no such thing as a godmother that's like a son. And they would tell, you know what they both said the same thing? I had to use my tools, my teaching. I had to follow my teaching. Y'all gonna get there. Yeah, you gonna get there. You see? And if you, don't, if you don't get there, somebody's going to get there for you. That's right. That's right. All right. And they're the ones that inspire me. The ones that go through and call Pastor Fields and say those things, it makes me sometimes just want to stay calm and teach. You've got to teach. And don't lie to the people. Prosperity is good, but no, we need somebody to help us how to deal with life. That's right. That's right. All right. The message says it this way in verse 25. I want, I, I'm feeling terrible. This is what the message says. I'm feeling terrible. Have you ever felt terrible? You see, go ahead. I couldn't feel worse. And they can get in that. I'm telling you, you can feel terrible and you couldn't feel worse. You know, it's kind of like one of the, the dumbest things people do. And don't ever do this. You go to the hospital. How are you feeling? Really? You see, so, so when people call, I'll tell you how to do that. Because y'all know I'm a fun guy, right? Somebody asked me, well, Pastor, how are you feeling? With my hands. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Come on here, hear me. When somebody's went through something, never ask them how they feel. That's right. Are you understanding me? Here's how you do it. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you, sister. You got my prayers, brother. You see? And, and the next thing, since I'm on it, and never do this. I know how you feel. Really? No, you don't know how I feel. You see? The word tells us how to handle it. That's right. With compassion and with love. Yeah. You know, Job's friends, remember, y'all know the story. Job's friends done good when they first visited him, didn't they? That's right. You know what I'm talking about, Brother Ellen? They're doing it. And then they ran off at the mouth. That's right. If they'd have just stayed quiet, everything was good. Then they started talking. You know, they were doing good. They were praying with him, and they were doing good. And then they said, what did you do wrong? Hmm. We'll do that message one day. All right, here we go. Again, I'm feeling terrible. I couldn't feel worse. Come on. Get me on my feet again. You promised, remember? Yes, sir. And that's what we're talking about. You promised. I feel bad. I can't make it, God. You promised me to get me on my feet again. And it, I mean, some of you haven't met. You can get so sick that you can't get up and get to the bathroom. You see? You can be hurt so bad in your heart and in your spirit that you just... And then you got to remind yourself what the Bible says. You say, Lord, get me back on my feet again. 
Years ago, I used to have Isaac to sing a song on my feet again. I think it was the song the title. Because see, if you ain't never been down, you don't know what I'm talking about. But only you all that's been down and been there, you can say amen. amen. You understand what I'm talking about? And you ain't got no, nobody else. As much as Sister Gwen loved me sitting up there with all them tubes in me, uh, she couldn't get me up. And I'm still holding it against her. <laughs> no, you got to hear the story. I'm going to tell you the story. My first surgery was major surgery. She didn't tell me it was major surgery. And then she told me later because she said, because you may not wouldn't got that surgery. Hold on now. When I woke up, I had tubes in my nose, one down my throat, one in my side with a little plastic thing with blood in it. And of course, the I can't think of the other one. All this stuff's in there. And then they had these big old things on my legs. And them things was making noise. And folks was running in there taking my, all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to die, surely, with all this stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. And you got to remember, I had never even been sick. She couldn't get me back up because I was wounded in my spirit That's right. as much as she loved her husband and all of the kind words. It went to my heart, but my spirit was broken because I was terrified because of all the sound that was going on. They don't do that now, but all of the sounds that was going on, it was no joke. You see? And it went on for four days and five nights, four days, whatever. Now you're going in a day and a half and sending you home. But, you see, but I'm, it broke me. It broke me. You see? Are y'all with me? Because I know what I'm talking about here. And I'm helping somebody because every one of you is going to go through something sooner or later. But you need to listen to what Pastor's saying. All right? It says in verse 26, I've told you of my ways and you've answered me. Teach me your statutes. <laughs> Teach me. Statutes are laws, basically. Mm -hmm. Then he says, make me understand the way of your precepts. There's a precept again. Yep. So that I will meditate or focus my thoughts on your wonderful works. I gotta get I gotta get this tragedy out of my head and think of your wonderful works. When I you you all laughed when I told you what? Now every time I go now to get something, I just smile. Because if he can take me from that, he can take me from this. That's right. That's right. 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 You see? And, and you, some of you are going through some things right now. You're going to be all right. Sure. You're going to be all right. He's there. It hurts. And it's painful. Thank you. But he's there. That's right. You're going to be okay. All right. He says in verse 28, my soul dissolves because of grief. Wait a minute. My soul dissolves because of grief. And, 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 you know, I tell people there's two things that tears are for, folks. Quit telling people don't cry. There's two reasons for tears God gave us for grief and joy. Do you want me to give you some advice? You're going to experience them both before you leave this earth. That's right. There's some grief and joy. It's okay to cry. That's right. I remember, you remember years ago when they used to, because we got beef, they said we got whippings, that's what we called it. They would give you one and say, shut up. Some of y'all, yeah, you, some of you older black folks know what I'm talking about here. 
Yeah. You see? Thank God when he when you're going through life whipping you. He didn't say if you shut up, he comes and comforts you. That's right. That's right. And then he right. takes your pain away. And you look back on what you went through and it becomes an experience. And then you have a great testimony for somebody else. And then you can say, you'll be okay. I've been through that. You see? Now, they say God knows what he's doing. And I'm laying in bed at first and saying, you know, I've been preaching the gospel. And I was mad at him anyway, because remember I told y'all, me and him fell out, but he didn't care. I cared. Said, I, yeah, remember, how can I possibly have cancer. It's impossible for me to have cancer. I eat right. I exercise. It's impossible for this to happen to me. God, why did you put this on me? Now, I know what he's probably doing. Remember last week's sermon? Yeah, God, why did you put this on me, right? <laughs> Mocking me, knowing you can handle it. You can handle it. I'm going to tell all of you something here. Everybody look at me. You've been in this church most of you a long time. Ain't nothing coming up on you you can't handle. That's right. That's right. You can handle it. The power of the Holy Spirit within you will give you the strength to handle it. That's right. You'll hurt and you'll grieve and you'll feel knocked down, but that same God that's been there all the time will lift you up. That's right. All right. I want to get through here in a minute. He goes on to say, renew and strengthen me according to the promises of your word. I got, guess what, what I have today? I got God's promise. Lo, and I'll always be with you, Johnny. I won't start a work with you that I won't finish, Johnny. I got that promise. All right? Verse 28 from the NIV says, My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Every one of you in here needs that's the NIV. Write that scripture down because you're going to need it. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. That's right. Yeah. There's some people that know what I'm talking about. It hurts. They're hurting. And they're only strengthen me, God. Yes, keep going. Or from the voice. My soul weeps and trouble weighs me down. And I love the Bible. It tells us that there's going to be some troubled times. Right. There's no place in here where you're going to have a... It's, there's going to be some troubled times, people. And I know I'm teaching. This is good teaching here. You're going to have some troubled times. You're, I'm talking about not hurt up here. I'm talking about hurt down into your soul. That's right. That's right. You see? He says, give me strength so I can stand according to your word. Because I have to make a stand. You're going to, you lose a loved one and you got to deal with that stuff. And you got to take care of that stuff. You got to make a stand. Because ain't nobody going to do it for you. That's right. You got to make a stand. All right. Remove from me the way of falsehood and unfaithfulness and graciously grant me your law. Keep going, please. I have chosen the faithful way. I've I have placed your ordinance before me. Keep going. I cling tightly to your testimonies, O Lord. Do not put me to shame. That's who I'm clinging on to me to this day. Mm -hmm. I'm holding on to that. I'm going to go ahead and do the rest of them, even though I said I wouldn't. 
You ain't in a hurry, are you? All right, here we go. And verse 31 from the Passion says it this way. Lord, don't allow me to make a mess of my life. I had to do that one. I had to do that one. I had to do that one because some of you know what I'm talking about. No, you messed up your life. Huh? You see? And now we at the point that all of us up in here need to be print, use that. Lord, don't let me mess up my life because most people, listen here. Has anybody ever came to your, in your life and messed up your life? Well, guess who brought the mess in there? So you're the one that messed up your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to be spiritual up here. There are people here that would tell you, and me clue, I wish that some of the things I tasted, I never tasted because once I tasted it, it opened up some things in my body and some cravings in my body that caused me to mess up my life for a minute or two. Teach. So your prayer, Lord, don't, don't, don't let me mess up. You see, don't let me mess up my life. That's right. All right. Again, he says, don't allow me to make a mess mm. of my life. Isn't that, isn't that something? Keep going. I will run the way of your commandments with purpose, for you will give me a heart that is willing. Yes. What's your purpose today? You got to run with your life with purpose. Take a deep breath and listen to what Pastor's saying. What's your purpose today? Run your life with purpose. What's your, what's your purpose today? You just out there? Is that it? What's your purpose? That's right. What's God's purpose for you? You got to run your life with purpose. Okay. Amen. I love it when they're quiet like this. Because I was quiet when I read it. Go ahead. And here's a promise that we can make in Which verse 32 from the message. Thank you. Make this promise to yourself, church. I will run the course you lay out for me if you'll just show me how. I'll run the course, Lord, that you've got for me. Show me how. Show me how. Show me how to do this. That's right. It hurts. It's painful. But I'll run it. What you throw in front of me, the course you have. That's right. Amen. Amen. Verse 36 from the message says, Give me an appetite. Give me what? Give me an appetite for your words of wisdom <laughs> and not for piling up loot. I want to be hungry for God's words of wisdom. How many rich people have we ever heard? Commit suicide. Well, and, and, and guess us. And we said, why would they do that? You ought to know why they done that. They didn't have wisdom. That's right. They just had loot. That's right. All right. Verse 37 from the Amplified. This is good stuff here. I'm telling you. I, Turn my eyes away from vanity. Yes, Lord. And some of us in here will admit that we have to keep our eyes straight. That's right. Because vanity will call you. That's right. All those worldly, meaningless things that distract. And those worldly, meaningless things that will distract. And they'll do that. You see, says, you'll, you'll, hold on just a minute. You'll see things 
that you don't need, Come on. you can't afford, Come on. that'll bring you down. Come on. And see, sometimes you need to ask God to give you a new appetite. That's right. Let me hunger for your word mm. like I hunger for whatever you hunger. Because we, we all got addictions. That's right. That's an appetite. That's, That's right. what an addiction is. It's an appetite right. for something. And everybody got something. You see? I'm upset at my house because I got the TV. I only have one TV that I can get, Prime TV. And on Thursday night football, you can only get it on Prime TV. I need to buy me a new TV. No, you need to sit in the one you got. Because, <laughs> you see? Oh, come on here. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, That's right. right? That's right. Okay. The Bible says, let your priorities be mine. Let your priorities be mine. I'm just going to use Brother Logan because he's sitting on the front. And Brother Elliot, Elliot, he's sitting over there. Their priorities, I know they're doing, they got them right. Their priorities be God men That's right. and husbands. That's right. Do you all know that I'm not a pastor first? Come on. I'm a husband first. Come on. Father second. That's right. A lot of preachers get this, they get it, get it wrong. God is not going to have me in the church to take anything away from my wife. That's right. His priorities. You know, no more boys' night out. Come on. I talked to the men, they got big shoulders. That's right. No more boys' night out. You're supposed to be a man now. That's what it's called husband. That's right. Ask yourself, and ladies, wives, you want his wives? Better make sure you got the right guy. Because it'll be God, him, children. And women are bad about this. Well, my children are first. No, 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 no. Right? How that's written. Teach. You see? That's his priorities. All right? God, husband or wife, mother or father, not pastor. Because when pastor comes first, you're neglecting your, yes, your first calling. Okay. All right, men. Say, I love you, pastor. All right, keep going. And then he says, and restore me with renewed energy in your ways. And sometimes you just wow. out. I need new energy. I just need more energy. That's right. I'm exhausted, drained. Give me my energy back. Yeah. Oh, wow. Lastly, from the voice, verse 37 says, Keep my eyes from gazing upon worthless things. Wow. And give me true life according to your plans. I said, Keep my eyes off worthless, what? Things. worthless things. You understand? And give me things according to your plan. I tell it all the time. I love telling it. I thank 
you God. Sister Gwen and I were looking at houses, and we were praying about it, that we, God did not answer them prayers. Every time I vacuum my house, I say, thank you, God, that I don't have a big, big house. You see, when they come over to clean the carpet, thank you, God, that I ain't got all this stuff to do. You see, I only want what God wants for me. His purpose for me, husband, father, yes, grandfather, now, but church. That's divine order. Say amen to that, all right? Amen.